Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. What's next? What's happening? What you gonna do? You got the money you owe us, motherfucker? We're putting the band back together. You were the backbone, the nerve center of a great rhythm and blues band. You can make that live, breathe, and jump again. Well, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. So what happens now? Is the food free or do we pay someone? Of course not. They send you a bill. We'll do it live. No. We'll do it live. It. They came to work every day, and there were no days off. The show goes on. Right now, in We are doing it live, whistling in today's podcast between the end of the Chiefs and Bengals thriller and the I don't know, Andy snoozer tonight between the Cowboys and the Colts. You never yeah, know, right? Think, you yeah, never but, know. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. That's what we do on Sunday nights. Did you enjoy the afternoon action after the mind-numbing 2020 tie by your commanders and the Giants? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you could say it was mind-numbing, but it, had you know, it was actually look, it was a good game. It really was. And, uh, you know, the, the but, way Taylor Heineke yeah. plays – he gives you some bad and he gives you some good and you wind up with a tie, which kind of stinks, but there was some exciting stuff that happened. All right. Does it kind of stink or are yeah. ties one of the worst things that have yet to be fully eradicated from the North American sports landscape? I'll hang up, Anzi, and let's listen to your answer off the air. Well, look, the NFL, they had the right way to fix this. They had it right from the beginning. You flip a coin. Right. The team that wins the flip right. decides whether they want to play offense or defense. If they score, they win the game. If they don't score, they try to prevent the other team from scoring, and you have 15 minutes to do it. And then they started to potsky around and potsky around, and now you have a 10-minute overtime where you have to have both teams touch the ball, and you have more ties than you've had since they switched the rules to eliminate ties in 1974. It stinks. Okay, good. So you hate ties. I hate it. Yeah. Okay, I good. Hate, I hate the good. overtime rules. I hate them more in college, but I hate them in <laughs> right. the pros almost as much. Yeah. Well, I there you and I agree, and I was sensing that you were kind of getting soft in the fact that ties are an abomination. Tie is a waste of everyone's time. You play right. sports to have a winner and a loser, and you draw lessons upon the win or the loss. 
That's right. what sports right. is. To accept a major athletic endeavor where you pay hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, to possibly attend a game, which I did today, more on that in a second, and then to walk home going, oh, well, what was that? A yeah. waste of time. It was a tie. Nobody won. Nobody lost. Now, in the terms of the commanders and the Giants, today was pretty good for both of them because they both got a half a win, which is good on anyone beneath them clawing to try to get into a wild card spot like the Packers. Far flung as it may be, a half a win, Andy, is better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than nothing. But if you get the win, then you really got a leg up because now you're up on the Giants and you're up on everybody else. You know, I've, I saw this team twice miss the playoffs in the last, I don't know, 20 years because of a tie. So, you know, wh- why not go and see if you can settle it with the with a victory, which they had a good system for. I know. Until they, until they decided to, to potsky around with it. Yeah, well, it's stupid. And, you know, it's your boy Peter King who really agitated for it because one time Peyton Manning didn't get to, to touch the ball in overtime, and he thought yeah. that was a huge crime. Like, oh, it's so unfair because Peter King is a fairy. He believes everything has to be fair. And it's not always about fair. You know, the thing about the old overtime was, hey, we had fair for 60 minutes. Now we're going to find a winner, and we're going to find it quickly, and it's not going to be necessarily the fairest thing. And people couldn't stand that. So, oh, well. All right, so that said, I went to a game today, Andy. I went to Soldier Field for the first time in my life to watch the Packers rally to beat the Chicago Bears yet again 12 times now out of the last 13. Let me amend that. I didn't see them rally to beat the Bears. I heard them rally to beat the Bears because we exited after three quarters with the Bears leading 19 to 10. Ding, ding, ding. The ale theory came home yet again, and it was glorious to anyone out there who still doubts the ale theory and its magnificence. You're idiots. I was home on my couch in Milwaukee with only Eight minutes gone in the second quarter of the Chiefs-Bengals game. It was great. Had I stayed to the end, I'd still be in traffic in Chicago. Uh, uh, Understand. But you, as a Packer fan, did not see them come back to win the game. Doesn't matter. I saw them do it on my phone. I rooted. (laughs) I pumped my fist as I heard Wayne Larravee call the plays. And there is your dagger. What's the fucking difference? Why do I have to be in attendance just for the end of the game? Okay, but 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 why did you have to schlep from Milwaukee to Chicago? Be- you could have seen the whole thing from your couch. Because I wanted the experience of being there. Yeah. I wanted the thrill and the and the visceral experience of being there for three quarters, and I wanted to not sit in traffic. I don't know why you don't understand this. It's like having you know a little bit of this from the buffet and a little bit of that. It's having okay. both. So 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 you're nosh. At Soldier Field, was it satisfying for you? It was delicious. Okay. Well, then fine. Then then you accomplish your goal. (laughs) Those who don't understand the ale theory are hopelessly small-minded, linear thinkers that are like, (laughs) well, if you didn't watch the end of the game, what good is it? That's not what it's about. It's about, I want to see the game, I want to see the stadium, I want to be there, I want to cheer, I want to have some beers, I want to be with my friends, I want to see the opposing fans and everything else, blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to be in traffic for four hours, but I'm going to still viscerally consume the game via radio 
and television, or in this case, my phone television, which is a miracle that we couldn't have hardly dreamed about, right? Just 25 mm-hmm. years ago, when you and I well, first started doing radio, that we'd be watching well, no, games on our phones? Not on the phones, but you did have portable TVs. Yeah, portable. Define por- yeah. like the Sony Watchman? Yeah, you could plug it into your cigarette lighter if, if you weren't <laughs> driving. Like- With that four-inch monochromatic screen? Oh, okay. How, how big is it on your phone? Seven inches in four K high yeah. definition color. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't but, try to sell that it's samesies with an old watchman versus your phone. No, but but I'll tell you something. Um, this is going back to nineteen eighty six when the Mets were playing the Red Sox in the seventh game of the World Series. At the same time, the Giants were playing the Redskins in New York. And it was the football game was still going on when the Mets clinched and the Redskins had the ball and the big roar went up through the crowd. Jay Schrader got all famished and fumbled the football (laughs) because people were watching on their watchmen. Right. Well, anyway, here's my review of Soldier Field. Have you ever been? I have not. Okay. It's the new Soldier Field because they renovated it in 2003. Mm-hmm. And on TV, it looks like a spaceship landed on top of the old iconic, you know, war memorial soldier right. field with the granite with the columns, columns yeah. and everything else. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that they basically ripped it out to the studs, that the hmm. only thing that's left of the old place are those granite columns, essentially, and that it's a whole new stadium. So it's not even like a spaceship landed on the old stadium. It's like they cleared out the old stadium and they parked a spaceship behind the columns. Hmm. That said, the actual viewing bowl is lovely. It's hmm. unique. It's modernistic. It's got it's like a folded kind of taco. The, the, the pitch of the seats are fairly steep, so you feel like you're right on top of the field. There's a double-deck sort of configuration on the one side of it where all the luxury suites and press boxes are, and it it was a great viewing angle. We were in the Euchre seats. We had the worst seats in the place where nobody else was sitting. It was the upper corner of the, uh, the grandstand side, and I still felt like I saw the whole game and was a part of it unlike some other stadiums, so that was good. The bad is this, Andy. Walking to Soldier Field is a major pain in the ass because Because. it's in the middle of Grant Park and Millennium Mm. Park and all the parkland that's been set aside by the city of Chicago, and so there's really nowhere to get close. You can't even get dropped off that close via Uber, and there's really no tailgating either, which I think is a big minus for the NFL experience. You gotta have some tailgating, don't you think? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and and of course they didn't have nearly enough pissers. I had never seen a line for the bathroom as long as it wasn't even a line, it was a mob of people. Ooh. I gave up. I was like, there's no way I'm Be even getting in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, so that well, was not good. So they're they're moving, as you know. They've approved yeah. the new park. Is that is that is that done or is that still in the talking stages? I've been told it's done. Okay. Uh and they're gonna go to Arlington Heights, which is way out forty minutes north and west of downtown, basically. And it will be a retractable roof dome so they can host the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it'll be fancy. And they'll control the parking. The team will. They won't have to worry about the city because, you know, they've got a bad deal with the city. 
Mm. It'll probably be the right thing to do, and it'll be like a lot of stadiums now that are far away from the city center, right, in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Well, some. I mean, you know, Indianapolis, I think, is a great setup. But, yeah, the bigger cities are further out. Yeah. So I just wondered what you thought about these old, iconic stadiums and ballparks and venues that are yeah. eventually all going to go away. How about how about how about I, I, the iconic Lambeau Field? Will that go away too? No, because I there's won't. why would it? I, I'm just asking. I mean, but no, but, because you know. they upgraded it so that they made it yeah. nice on the outside, yet retained the essence of its simple bowl with its bleacher seating on the inside. Right, but it seems like everything now is is retractable roof dome. And the money doesn't even matter anymore. I mean, yeah. it used to be, you know, oh my God, that stadium is going to cost half a billion dollars. Now it's like five billion. Eh, so what? You know, right. we'll pay it. Yeah. And and you know, uh, look, a, a Super Bowl for Chicago is great, but this isn't really going to be Chicago. This is going to be the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, I guess yeah. it'd be like Santa Clara. Yeah. With San Francisco. Yeah. It's not really San Francisco. Hell, Glendale, Arizona is so far north and west of Phoenix. It's a hike. Right. It's like 35 yeah. minutes. Well, I mean, Highway we, minutes. We, we had the Super Bowl in Dallas, which was a weather disaster. And, you know, that, that has a, the retract, it has the retractable roof, so it helps. I guess it's not even retractable. It's a dome. Um, no, it's retractable. You can open the is. roof at Jerry World, but they rarely do. Yeah, I've, I've, I can't even remember a game where they did. But, you know, that's not, that's in Arlington. That's not downtown Dallas. And we saw, you know, basically iced and snowed in how difficult it was to get anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was my quick review of uh, Soldier Field. Uh, the Bears had the game in hand, and then they fucked it up because they're a terrible team. Packers are not much better, but they at least still have Aaron Rodgers, and they got this guy Christian Watson who's faster than shit. He's mm-hmm. like he's basically as fast it seems like as Tyreek Hill, but yeah. taller and bigger. So he could be a problem for years to come. But you know they, they had no pass rush on Rodgers. He was only knocked down once in the game, so that tells you a lot. And they were plus three in turnovers, and they still were down nine points in the fourth quarter. So go figure. Well, they traded their best defensive player to Baltimore. Well, yeah, no, Smith. yeah, they yeah. E- yeah, and they got rid of uh, somebody else. I mean, they pretty much eBayed all their good defensive players because they yeah. wanted to load right. up on picks. They're doing a It's kind of a soft, hard reset of sorts. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. But anyway, I digress. Let's, uh, let's get to the big meat of the weekend, which was college football, and now we know the college football playoff, TCU, despite the loss in overtime survives. They will be the three seed playing, or no, the four seed playing Michigan. And it'll be one Georgia versus four uh, Ohio State. So two, three is Michigan TCU. And I believe mm-hmm. Michigan is two. TCU is three. Ohio State is four. And and Georgia is is one. Are you fine with the final four? Um. Yeah, basically. But I, I, I really, you know, Ohio State with the second half that they played against Michigan, uh, the fact that they're in is, is to me ridiculous. Now, a, a TCU, I think, played itself in. Had they, had they lost that game uh, by like, you know, 10 points or something like that, I don't think they should have been in. But boy, did they show Moxie to get that game to overtime. That, that quarterback that they have. Max Duggan. Oh, he was terrific. And and what he did to get them to overtime, to me, they deserve to be in. But I like the idea, it won't happen, of course, but I like the idea of Alabama playing Ohio State for the four spot. I think that would have been cool. A play-in uh, game. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't think either one of them really deserved the four spot. But if you had them play to get the four spot, I think that might be cool. I think there is a collective BDS in uh, college football, Bama derangement system, a syndrome, where they just hate the fact that Bama is so good. So the one year they've got two losses, they're like, you're out. Don't even talk to me about them. Then fuck you. You're out. I'm tired of you being in there. You got two losses. You got no standing. And they've got... They've got legitimate arguments to say why Alabama doesn't deserve to be there. But I'm telling you right now, if Alabama played TCU 20 times, I think they beat them 15 out of the 20. I just think they're better. I just think they're way better. And so what bothers me is there seems to be an unflinching acceptance of Ohio State getting in. 
And there is a derangement about, don't you even dare think about putting Alabama in. What's the difference? One loss? That's it? That's the only reason you're going to be like, well, I guess Ohio State deserves it. Ohio State got in sitting on the couch this weekend. That doesn't feel right. Well, not, not just sitting on the couch, but the fact that they were despicable yes. in the second half at home sucked. against Michigan. At you know, home. They lost on a last-second field goal or something like right. that. It would be different. But I, what were they outscored? Something like 34-3 to three in the second half? They got <laughs> boat raced. They got out. They got boat raced at home in revenge mode because they had been beaten last year. Right. And, and without uh, Michigan's best quarterback, which is arguable. So... You know they had no. a lot of they had a lot of things going against them that you're like, okay, you probably shouldn't be in. All that said, there's two caveats that we need to put out there. One is Georgia beating everybody, so it don't fucking matter. Georgia beating all these fools in the next couple of weeks once we get to the new year. Would you agree? Oh yeah, I, I think Georgia. If they play a close game in either of the two, I'll be surprised. Okay, so there's that, and then secondly. Um, we only have this for one more year after yeah. next year. And then we're going to the 12 teams, which I know you don't like, Andy. I don't like it at all. I, I think it's going to stink. But, you know, <laughs> we'll have the 12, and then we won't have this drama at the end because, you know, everybody will be in. Uh, Maryland might be in the way this goes. Right. Uh, by the way, they were without Blake Corum. They're not their best quarterback, their best running back, uh, running back for the yeah, Michigan Wolverines. Yes, yeah. I just want right. to mop that up. So, yeah, so no Blake Corum, but they still uh, they still got boat raced by Michigan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, if I may offer you what I thought was the more com- one of the more compelling arguments for 12 teams that I've heard, and I'll get your react afterwards. This is uh, from uh, uh, Barstool Sports' Brandon Walker. And he talks about what the 12-team playoff will do from a schedule standpoint for the game of college football. College football has never, ever made a mistake expanding its postseason or playoff system, ever. 25 years ago, Michigan and Nebraska split a national title because we played in this archaic, stupid system where we didn't put them together in bowls. And the next year, we started the BCS. Tennessee played Florida State, and we actually started crowning a national champ but then that had problems so you go to a four-team playoff and it was exciting and good and you're crowning a better champion and now now we're going to 12 and it opens up the whole thing what the play, 14 playoff is is an exclusive club that every now and then has some trespassers it's a gated community of mansions for these big teams like alabama ohio state with 12 seats at the table you open everything up you also take back december championship Dang. saturday is the first saturday in december and we don't have anything else until january 1st that really really matters that's four fucking weeks that the nfl just gets to be the star nba c- takes christmas day now december is going to matter in college football how about that as an argument i love that argument that's that's an argument, but that kills the Army Navy game, for one, and two. Oh. This, I know, I know. You, you, you don't, don't you get your tiny Hold violin out there. T- <laughs> Andy, no one's going to go. The world's make, make tiniest fun. violin playing the world's I, I saddest song. I, okay, I understand. Also, it's not true. It's not going to kill the Army Navy game. They can still play each other, and those romantics that like to watch uh, yeah, 106 the, option tosses are going to get to watch it. It'll, it'll be hidden like a women's basketball game on an NFL no, Sunday. No, it's not. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sit next weekend like it always does, and then the playoffs come in right after it. I don't think its okay. weekend gets compromised. I'm not sure, right. but okay. I don't think All so. Right. All right, so I throw that out. The, the other part of this that's a problem for me, 
unlike the NCAA tournament where you have these, you know, big upsets and buzzer beaters and everything, those games are neatly packed into two-hour windows. You can play several of them simultaneously. These will be standalone four-hour games. And, you know, while, while you can invest in a, in a TCU game, that was great on Saturday. It started at noon. But these other games, you know, you're going to be going late into the night. You're going to have, like, 10 o'clock kickoffs for some of these, I think. Yeah. Well, you say there won't be any upsets. I don't know if you can say that. I mean, what? look what no, Utah – No, no, there'll, there'll be upsets. What okay. My point is, is, is when you're watching the NCAA basketball tournament, you know, one game stinks, they can switch they're not, to the other. They're not so long, and they overlap, and, and they're, it's yeah, a more consumable yeah. product. Okay. Exactly. Uh, ladies, and, the, ladies and gentlemen, right. I just found out. Andy is bitching because he has more homework now to do watching no, all these games. It's more but, workload but, but, for, for Andrew Poland. But, but again, you know, like that, that's what makes Thursday and Friday so great, the NCAA <laughs> tournament, because it's one game after another. And if one game right. stinks, you can toss it aside. These games, you're going to have to slog through all of them. You no, know, yeah. coming up, the, you know, the kicks. And what we've seen in the playoffs is the semifinals usually stink. They're not good. Yeah. Back to Friday. I want to root for Caleb Williams. I do. He's mm-hmm. making it hard, though, with these fucking fingernails. Fuck Utah again on his fingernails. And by the end of the game, when they were getting rolled, he was still out there injured. And I don't know why they were down like three scores. And they, you know, uh, 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 Lincoln Riley kept sending him out there like, do something. Or he wanted to be a tough guy and he was getting murdered. And I felt my, I found myself kind of pumping my fist like, fuck him. Because I just hate that look. So they asked uh, the quarterback for Utah, uh, Cam Rising, great fucking name, by the way. Mm-hmm. about it and he had this answer any reaction to him doing that it said fuck it? utah on there that's cute the fuck <laughs> don't give a shit <laughs> it is what it is you know you can do whatever you want put put whatever you want on your nails i'm not not gonna judge you for whatever you do but yeah um hope you liked it <laughs> okay now i like cam rising i don't like that answer either my college athletes fuck this shit that on the podium in front of microphones andy well look this is this is the world they live in in barstool i mean here you're you're playing clips these are the things that they watch they they don't watch the network television broadcast so you know if if you're gonna if you're gonna ask them about something profane like that you're gonna get an answer like that i think okay I just think that now we're 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 sliding down the slippery slope roof of classless press conferences. Well, that's just and shit. A long time talk. Ago. I, I think so. you think so. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it was not worth defending. It was not worth defending and stealing in student athletes. Look, we're not going to have you say shit on purpose into a mic. You can say that yeah. to your friends. You can say that listening. You can listen to podcasts that say that. But when you're on that podium wearing our logo and representing our university, act like classy university students who just want a game. Be humble. Be respectful. Like sports are supposed to teach, Andy. I understand. And and I, I would say that, too, if I were a coach. But we allow so much now with social media. And, uh, you know, acceptable forms of media like Barstool that I don't know how you tell them to draw the line. Tell them. <laughs> but yeah, but but it, it's, it's hypocritical, you know, because. No, because it's not. 
Things like Barstool have if become more, you're, and more mainstream. If you're a coach who doesn't talk that way in yeah. front of an official backdrop representing your university, then you should easily be able to tell your players, we don't do that. I, I would, but, you know, also they, they run in fear of the players now. You know, Lincoln Riley said, uh, I don't think he would have let me take him out of the game, meaning <laughs> Caleb Williams. Why? Why would he say that? Because he's afraid Caleb Williams will, tra- will transfer next year, play someplace else. The way it works now, he can't go to the NFL for another year, so he's got him for a year, and he's yeah. got to kiss his butt until, he's, until uh, you know, his eligibility runs out. And then there was Max Duggan in full-on tears after the game. That was great. That was fabulous. Here was a slice of him just talking about what it was like to leave everything out there and still come up short. You love this school. What would it mean to get to bring TCU to the playoff? Yeah, just, you know, a lot of pride, I think, for our fan base, you know, for our team if we were able to do that. You know, uh, there's nothing more that I wanted, you know, to bring this school championship. Um. You know, today we fell short. Um, I didn't make enough plays to help us um, offensively to kind of put us in that spot. But, you know, there's nothing more that, than I want is to, you know, get to school championship. So after that, Caleb Williams tweeted LOL at the video of that. We and did. I'm, and I'm like, what, what is fucking with this guy? He then followed up with like, hey, uh, I get it. You know, way to go, Max D. And he, he tried to mop it up. But his initial tweet was just a shit-talking, oh, you're crying, huh? Of course, people then found pictures of Caleb Williams in full tears after losing a game. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I the think fucking the, culture, Andy, is for shit. Well, but, but here you're doing a podcast, dropping curse words every, you know. Few minutes, I'm so. not in the arena. I understand, but this is what these people listen to now. They, this is what they watch. So this is what they're exposed to. So what are the standards? Um, I agree. I, yeah. I wouldn't want my athletes doing these things. But, again, so many things are – the line that used to exist doesn't exist anymore. As far as Dugan goes, that's the greatest performance I've seen in that kind of situation since Kellen Winslow 40 years ago with the Chargers where they had to drag him off the field because he couldn't even walk. That kid gave him everything he had. That was, that, that was an amazing performance. That was good. No question about it. Do announcers matter? Apparently not. No. The, the great Phil Mushnick pointed out that, hey, how come nobody's making a note of the fact that Fox on Thanksgiving Day set a new record for the most watched regular season NFL game of all time, which actually took like 35 years to eclipse. I think this number had stood for quite a while, according to A.C. Nielsen. Most watched regular season game ever. Right, but the old record had stood for like 35 years. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah it, it had gone back quite a way to a different day and age in television where there wasn't right. all the options there were. And he pointed out, so does this mean there was a repudiation of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman because the bargain basement team of um, uh, what's his name and uh, Greg Olson were the yeah. ones that were calling it? Well, I, I think I think everybody sort of knows that. I think it's just the egos of these television executives and they want to say, Oh, we got him. We got Buck and Aikman, you know, and yeah. Kevin Burkhart, Kevin Kevin Burkhart Burkhart and Greg Olson. Olson is just a seat filler anyway, because Brady Brady has been pre-approved for a jumbo package of $375 million 
over 10 years, $37 million a year, and nobody has any idea if he's any good. Oh, and also what he has said is he's not putting in the work like everybody else. He's showing up on Saturday. Tom <laughs> said that? Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, I'm not going to grind at this? Well, I mean, he, he said, you know, that's how he's going to do it. He's got family time. Yeah, I mean, there's there are people who say he's he may not even do it. He may just, you know, think of it like, eh, nah, it's not something I really want to do. He whoa, just, whoa, 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 whoa. Turn down over a quarter of a billion dollars to work one day a week? He's going to do agree. it, Andy. Trust I, I me. Think, he's would, going would, to do it. Maybe so, but, you know, he's he he has – every indication is he's not going to do the kind of work that it takes that most of these guys do. He, he's going to be Celebrity Tom showing up to do the game. So where then – is management in the broadcast industry that says, okay, hold on a second. We paid this much for the games. That's what really matters. Tell me the return on investment of $375 million for Brady because I have to be responsible with our network budgets. This is crazy. Unless, unless they look at it for the whole network, like this is going to be a big deal for Fox. Not necessarily for the individual games, but for the network a big, itself. A big deal? Like, yeah, how? That, that somehow this transfers to their other program, that they, that they landed the big whale, Tom Brady. I, I, you know, again, I'm not a television executive, but this, this seems to be the thinking here because you're right. I mean, Mustick is 100% right. Nobody said, hmm, am I going to watch that game? Ah, Burkhart and Olsen. <laughs> Well, what am I going to do? Nah, now I'll watch something else. I watch Disney with the kids downstairs. I'm not going to watch yeah. the, the football game, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, two more things real quick, then uh, we're off to the Sunday night game, and I thank you for your time, as always, Andy. Um, USA Soccer, out of the World Cup. Uh, the Netherlands yep. beat them and beat them soundly, 3-0. All three goals by the Netherlands were the kind of bing, bang, boom, pop the net. Oh, that's what a soccer power looks like type of goals. <laughs> I admire how far USA has come in terms of developing talent. Apparently, we had the youngest team in the knockout round of any of the countries. That's great. So the future is bright there. And apparently, for the first time, our starting 11 included all players who have European contracts, not these MLS dink-around guys. So that's a new threshold. It still seems to me the gap is very, very wide. To my amateur, once every four years, I wandered into church on Christmas soccer fan eyes what do your eyes tell you well yeah i mean you're right and, and i was watching the halftime when they were down two nothing i'm not going to say nil and landon donovan says they can't give up a third goal and i thought wow that is just brilliant insight <laughs> because i felt like it won nothing it was it was over so you know that and i also saw somebody on twitter suggest that bezos spend whatever it takes to help us develop soccer um here's my thought when you throw a ball to a european kid he kicks it when you throw a ball to an american kid he catches it uh, i i don't know if we're going to be able to to cultivate all this talent and win and frankly it only happens every four years I, i'm not i'm not so all in you know if we don't win the world cup it's okay with me yeah all right well uh, we're excused for the next four years or at least two yeah. years uh any thoughts on the women getting half of the men's money yeah that doesn't seem fair does it <laughs> yet the men agreed to it 
People ask yeah. me, why do the men agree to it? And I go, one simple reason, media pressure. Not a single yeah. man on that team was willing to stand up and to take the crucifixion he would have gotten if he had said, hey, I love our women's team, but this is ridiculous. This yeah. is our money we've earned from a sport that is cutthroat where we're not a world power and there's a lot more money involved in it. Sorry, but not sorry. We shouldn't just hand over half because you feel like you're not making enough. They would have been crushed, any American player that would have done that. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. So, again, it's it's, it's not something I can get fired up about, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, women getting half has been part of modern society now, Andy, for, for quite some time. Yeah. Depending yeah, on I mean, your attorney, I, I, I suppose. <laughs> and I actually find the women's game more watchable. You know, they, they score a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. More watchable. Men's soccer is boring. It stinks to me. But, you know, I, I root for the Americans. It's pretty cool that they made it to the knockout round. But it's not entertaining. It's not an entertaining sport for me. Wow. That's fascinating. You find the women more watchable. Okay. That said, uh, let me finish with this. Billy Kilmer. Apparently, there is a celebration in the offing after the commander's bye week to honor the great Sonny Jurgensen. Last game of the year. Last game of the year. And Sonny's, Sonny's, you know, partner, rival, tag team guy. I don't know how you want to describe old Billy Kilmer, but you you can't tell the story of Sonny as a redskin without telling the story of Billy. And so, therefore, if you're going to honor Sonny, and thank God he's still alive and can be honored – and so, too, is Billy. you got to have Billy. But what do we find out this week? We found out from our friend Tom Lavero, who I guess was preparing a column to write about the retirement of Sonny Jurgensen's number. He called Billy Kilmer, and Kilmer said he had not been invited. And so uh, either the co- commanders... Oh, my God. And the commanders apparently either contacted Tom or Tom contacted the commanders, but their response was, don't worry, we're going to invite him and others. They didn't name the others because they probably don't know them. And by the way, we're into December. We're a month away from the retirement ceremony, which they announced before the start of the season. So you're going to tell me that they're finally going to get around to inviting Billy Kilmer and others to a ceremony that's going to take place in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Sonny and Billy are so tied together that for me, the first thing I would do is be to call Billy and say, Hey, we're thinking about retiring Sonny's number for the last game of the season. Are you available? Do you like have a graduation or a wedding or something that ties you up? We just want to make sure you're available so we can plan this event. No, they're going to get around to inviting him a month ahead of time. Oy yeah. vey. Oy vey. Well, let's just hope they clear out the porta potties for the photo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and spell the name right, okay? You oh, might, yeah, that would help. You, you might think, yep. how hard can it be to spell Jurgensen? I'd look at it a few times. Make sure you get yep. all the U's and the R's and the E's. There's an E at the end, not an N. It's Jurgensen, not Jurgensen. On that day, Andy, will you wear your precious sunny number nine jersey? Uh, I don't think so. I'll be at home. So if I was going to the game, I might. Wear it at home, you putz. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's your he, idol. That's your guy. Yeah, yes, he, he is. You're allowed to wear a jersey, Andy. Come on, live a little uh, bit. Uh, For God it just seems schmucky, that's all. Yeah. All right, why don't you give me the jersey? No. Oh, okay. Well, then that <laughs> solves that as well. <laughs> Andy Pollan, you're a complicated fellow sometimes, but I love you like an older brother, and I thank you for your time, my friend. We'll chat Always next week, pal. Thank you. Always there. There Take you care. go. <laughs> 
I'm telling you. Love that dude. Really do. Weird as he may be. As wrong as he is so often. I like the women's game. It's more watchable. Well, you're the one then. <laughs> if only there was a few more million of you, they wouldn't have to steal half the men's money. All right, that's it for me today. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great Monday, everybody. And we will see you next time. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.